0: what is going on everybody welcome back to vcast where church and culture come together as always if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast please do so give us a like follow us and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the word of god so we love you guys i hope you enjoy this podcast today god bless you
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Vcast. I'm your host, Jacob. I'm back here with John for the last episode of this month. Say what's up, John. Hey, what's up? All right. So this last episode is I am adopted. So remember, this month we went over I am gifted. I am new. I am forgiven. And lastly, for this month, we want to focus on I am adopted. In this episode, we're going to be going over Ephesians chapter five verses one through twenty one. So if you want read through it so you know exactly what we're going to be talking about here today. But we're going to start off. We're going to get right into it. So first, we want to talk about being adopted by God. We're going to kind of go over that and touch on that. So throughout the Roman Empire, which is when this New Testament was written throughout the Roman Empire, children were often severely beaten and even tossed out into the garbage or dung heap to die or be taken by someone else to be a slave, prostitute, gladiator or worse. Um, Infants inside was also common, especially with disabled children. Right. So methods included abandonment in the desert or tying babies to rocks and throwing them into rivers. So now you're going to be asking me. Well, Jacob, this is like a really dark way. Yeah, this is like a great way to introduce Yeah, bro. Great way to start (laughs) off this episode. So you might be asking like immediately, what the heck? Why are we talking about this? Well, it's extremely important to see how children were mistreated during this time because we're going to be talking about adoption. So a lot of the times these children that were beaten, left in the garbage or just thrown into the wilderness to die were children that were disabled. Right. So these kids were just dying and multiple fam- they, um, families would have multiple children because infant mortality rate was really high back then because they didn't yeah. obviously have the medicine and all the technology that we have today. So they would have up to like nine kids, hoping that at least three would make it to adulthood. And if any kid was found with a disability, they would just get rid of it. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because Christians during this time period began to do something countercultural by adopting these children who would be thrown away. Most Christians who did this were poor, yet they decided the best decision would be to adopt these children. Now, understanding like like this entire first part is just talking about adoption and how us as Christians, how we understand adoption. So my question for you is, why would Christians do this?
0: I feel like when they do this, it's like the most beautiful representation of what already has happened to them and like i kind of think of the uh, like how we were talking before and uh, i'm forgiven it's like oh we we have been forgiven so we forgive in the same way it's like we have been adopted so we adopt not like not literally well, yeah like but like how they're viewing it, it's like oh i have i have been brought to this new family i'm no longer dirty i'm no longer this person that i used to be but it's like now i'm actually a child of god i'm actually i'm actually his, his son or i'm his daughter so in the same way it's kind of like the way that we have been given a second chance and the way that those Christians have been given a second chance, they're giving that second chance to those kids. So that it's like it's the most beautiful representation of now that kid has a second chance and now they're going to be able to I kind of think of it like they, they're going to be able to see the gospel in a whole entire different light when they grow up because they're like, wow, my my mom or dad or whoever it was, they adopted me when nobody else wanted me, when nobody when I was dirty, when I when when everyone saw me as as rubble, they picked me up and they loved me and they cared for me and they took me in as their children and adopted me. So in the same way now when that child gets to grow up they're going to be like wow God is so good because in the same way that my parents adopted me physically he has adopted me spiritually into the family of God. Exactly.
1: Um, the the reason why Christians would do this lies in Paul's comparison of the gospel to adoption. Um, he says we were once sons of disobedience but now we are heirs with Christ. Paul connected adoption as a major theme of the Bible to the center of all scripture. Adoption is an amazing concept to trace biblically. So does God ever suggest that this concept of adoption is true
0: in the Bible? I would say, yeah, because there's a lot of stories in the Bible where I forgot which I forgot it, uh, it was this girl where she was on shoes in the in the wall of it was the wall of jericho or one of the walls and there were spies that were coming into oh yeah she lived inside of
1: jericho yeah yeah she
0: lived inside her name because the the walls the walls in jericho they were like houses like the way they were built is like yeah they were walls but there was houses for the wall and she lived there and the spies came into the into the city and the spies were being hunted down by the people who obviously are are part of the government city. And they were running for their lives, and one of the people there—I forgot her name—I know her name, to the name starts with R. I think it's Rahab. It's I think, Rahab. I think, I think it is Rahab. Don't quote us on that. But don't quote <laughs> us on that. But I believe <laughs> no, I it is Rahab. Rahab. I was gonna say Ruth, I think but that's wrong. No,
1: that's very wrong. Yeah, no, I think it's Rahab. it's Rahab. But she brings them. She was the prostitute, right? Rahab, the yeah, prostitute. Yeah, but she brought yeah. them
0: in, and she hid the spies from the government. And then she goes, "Hey, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bring out this red. I think it was like a red scarf or like a red like blanket or something like that. And she let them being able to. She let them leave. And then the way that she was able to signal like, yo, when the buildings collapse, make sure that I stay here is by having that red thing out. So, you know, like, oh, that's Rahab's house And in the same way, like when the whole entire walls of Jericho went down, you could it was so it was so cool, too, because when the whole entire walls came down, all you see is Rahab right there in her house with her little handkerchief, like chilling outside. And when whenever they finished, whenever they finished being in Jericho and stuff like that, and then they 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 finish all that. Rahab became a part of Israel. It wasn't like oh it was like oh Israel. And then Rahab was walking alongside him. It's like no, Rahab has now been adopted into the family of God. And I think it's so crazy because I believe, I believe Je- like Jesus, one of Jesus' ancestors, was either was Ruth, I believe, and Ruth was wasn't Israelite, even though even though uh, what's his name again? Boaz wasn't Israelite. Ruth was uh. I forgot where her name was like where, where she was from but i know she was a part of people that believed in other gods she was a part of people that didn't believe in in israel and she canaanites, told I think. something like that but then she told naomi her mother-in-law the ice, there's
1: like edomites
0: yes yeah. canaanites a there's a of bunch of them but-, but she told yeah. her mother her mother-in-law naomi that i will worship your god and then she met boaz and that's one of ruth that's one of jesus's uh thing like he, Air, like, Matthew, the genealogy. Yeah, one of the genealogies, that's one of Jesus' ancestors. So in the same way that God adopted them, that He saw their their faith and he's like, Wow, I'm gonna adopt you that even though you aren't necessarily a part of the chosen family of God, I will make you a part of this chosen family of God. So in that same way, that's what I love about the Bible is that we God has done this for us. And this is the way that God will show adoption through the Bible, at least through the Old Testament. Exactly.
1: Uh, In the Old Testament, God described his relationship with the liberated nation of Israel as a father to a firstborn favored son. All whom God calls his son is adopted into his family. So Paul expanded on this concept, explaining that those who who are not physically descended from Israel have a spiritual adoption into God's family. So God is a father and we are adopted by a Father. Now, we cannot force our way into God's family. Rather, God the Father lovingly adopts us through the work of His Son, Jesus. In most English translations of Ephesians, Paul refers to God eight times as Father. In fact, the book opens up speaking of God our Father, chapter one, verse two. In closing, referencing God our Father, chapter six, verse 23. So if you're a Christian, God, the Father, has freely chosen to spiritually adopt you, love you and live with you and bless you. God has no obligation for you, but has affection for you. For those who may not have had a good earthly father, you now have a perfect heavenly father. And if you did or do have a good earthly father, you now have the additional blessing of your perfect heavenly father. And with the father comes an inheritance. right? So within the Roman Empire, again, we're going to be talking about adoption again. Within the Roman Empire, the rich and wealthy would legally adopt people in order to have an heir. So let's say, like I said again, that the mortality rate for infants was really high. Some people wouldn't even have kids because like all their kids would just keep dying. So legally, these rich and wealthy people would adopt. And most of the people that they adopted were adults. So the same is true for us. Who have been adopted by God Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6 says that Gentiles are fellow heirs Ephesians 1 11 1 14 and uh, 5 5 also speak of our inheritance which is both spiritual and material and what is that gift what are what is the inheritance and what is the greatest gift we receive as heirs
0: um i feel like as heirs the greatest the greatest gift that we have been given is is honestly just being a part of the family of God and just been being given a second chance. Um, I feel like I feel like when many people think about like the adoption and stuff, they think like, oh yeah, I get all of these all these rights now. It's like honestly, the biggest blessing is that now we are made new, we are clean, we are, we are, we are no longer in our sin, no longer in our trespasses, and 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 put to eternal eternal death. It's like now we are able to be with God. We are able to being communion with god and be be reunited with God. the biggest blessing is not even is not even oh we we can get all these things and stuff like that the biggest blessing is that we just get to be right with god again we just get to have that relationship with god have that relationship with our father that was once uh dirty and and tainted and now the wall of sin that was dividing us is no longer dividing us but now it is apart. And now we can finally, just like Adam was in the garden, we can finally walk with God without there being separation.
1: Exactly. Uh, Jesus is the heir of all that is the father's and he has chosen to share that inheritance with us. When the kingdom of God is fully established, this will include a resurrected glorified body entrance to the kingdom and the new heavens and the new earth, which will be a huge family reunion while we worship the father and feast. Our adoption has commenced but isn't completed until we arrive at our new home. Again, um, we're going over this when we talked about being new, yeah. that our adoption has commenced, but it isn't completed until we arrive at our new home. In many ways, our world is a massive orphanage. We have been adopted, but we have not been taken home yet. But God promises one day that we will. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14 says, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So for everyone out there who has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, our adoption has commenced. and One day he promises to take us home. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know, so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you
0: guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode.